Welcome to an important sounding number of the Nerdist Podcast. What's the number? 500. 500! Bruce Gutter! Hello! I'm so glad we got every one of our characters back for the 500th episode. We got Bruce Gutter. Yes, indeed. It's not cheap. <laughs> and then that's where all the money went. Yes. Oh, no, this guy does it for free. Yeah, what up, pussy talking Jonah right here? <laughs> Hey, uh, where's all the cocaine and pussy? <laughs> I've stumped you! Hold on, let me separate my vocal cords and do them both at once! <laughs> Tell him. It's in the back, dog, where your ass it's is. It's in the back! <laughs> You're just trying to... Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, it's in her butt. Now, I know... <laughs> I know that, um... Some people might be disappointed that there's not, like, a super mega special for the 500th episode. Um... And what I would say to that is, it's not that we don't care, uh, but we really, I really just have enough time to make the three episodes a week that we put out, and uh, and so you know, but I, I please, 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 please know that 500 is a huge milestone for us, and we absolutely appreciate that uh, if you're a longtime listener or if you've just joined us or whatever, it, you know, the fact that we, we I, I still, when I thought in the first week, like, we're going to run out of people for this podcast, like, in a month, and that we're at episode 500, and there are still people that I'm super excited that I, oh, I can't believe we like that guy, and I can't believe we got to do this. And only a few repeats. Yeah, o- only a handful of repeats. Yeah. Uh, like this episode, this yeah, one. exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you are just joining us, let's catch you up. Uh, a long time ago, Chris had a pilot at E that didn't get picked up. It kind of bummed him out, and then he decided to start a podcast with me, Jonah Ray, and our friend that works at a Mac store. A lot of, ha- a lot of it's happened <laughs> since then. Yeah. Then a bunch of stuff happened, and here we are. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. We're exactly the same place we were before. Uh, I'm still not doing a show at E. Matt's the tech guy for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm working at a Mac store. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, so it's... <laughs> uh, I went Windows. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much for listening to 500 episodes of the Nerdist Podcast. Um, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by uh, Silicon Valley, which is a new HBO comedy series from Mike Judd. Uh, and uh, it premieres Sunday, April 6th at 10 p.m. This is a very important show, particularly to us, because all of our friends are on it. I've seen the first two episodes. It is great. How if you could like it Mike not Judge. be great? I mean, yeah, d- like like p- taking Mike Judge's brain and then and then r- you know like running the, Mike, the Silicon Valley through the Mike Judge filter, and then you have T.J. Miller and Martin Mark Starr, Starr, Thomas Middleton, Thomas Middleton, and Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah. Uh, from the Comedy Central show uh, Meltdown uh, with Jonah Kumail. That Kumail Nanjiani presents uh, yes. Meltdown. Uh, Kumail uh, down. Tonight, tonight's guests, Jonah Ray. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but but it's but you know, good comedy is so 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 important to me because it's so hard to catch it the right way. Yes. And I am so excited and thrilled and proud for this show and all of our friends on it. So please, please, please watch Silicon Valley Sunday, April sixth at ten p.m. on Home Box Office. It is very good. It's not TV. It's Home Box Office. It's HBO. I still have it's like not the, television is home box. Office. You know, sometimes I wa- sometimes I will watch like the old uh, YouTube videos of the old HBO, like when a movie was starting, like and 
Oh my god, this one's got nudity. Whoa. <laughs> but you just like, I mean, and I remember, I love that opening so much. I remember watching the special of how it was made. Yeah. Of like the giant HBO letters and how they made it fly through over, space. I always. Over the neighborhood. That to me instantly makes me feel like I'm at home on like a Friday or a Saturday night and it's a weekend and I, I have off from school and I just feel this real sense of like, I'm cozy. Yeah. I'm about to watch 48 hours or Caddyshack or yeah, some fucking yeah, movie yeah. that I love. I know, any of the movies that would just re- constantly repeat all the time. <laughs> I watched all of them every yeah, time. every time. So uh, this episode of the podcast, uh, Adam Carolla returns to the podcast uh, with a very, very, very important situation that uh, affects all of us as podcasters and you, the audience. Um, <laughs> there, there are some patent trolls who are trying to... Um, Take over podcasting with uh, with a uh, a modified definition of a patent uh, in in this podcaster's opinion, and they are actually uh, suing Adam Carolla, and they're trying to. They've sent letters to a bunch of podcasts and saying, like, essentially the shorthand of it. My interpretation is, um, hey, we own the patent for podcasting. Uh, we're happy to let you continue podcasting for a small fee. Uh, and so it's a, it's kind of a, from my vantage point, kind of a gross business yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, they're, yeah. that they're that they're undertaking by going after not like big companies, but just dudes, just people. We talk a lot about this uh, with Adam, and it's actually you know every time Adam's been on, it's you know there's been a lot of fucking around, but this is a this is more uh, more serious. And with your you know like a handful of, of wiener jokes, but. Um, Adam is promoting his fundanything.com campaign to help defeat the patent trolls because the legal process is very expensive. And this is what uh, patent trolls rely on, is that it's going to be too expensive for you to fight, so you just pay up. Mm. So, uh, feels like extortion to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but but I'm not going to say that it is or not. Yeah. But it just, it just feels that way to me. But, you know, I... That's some bullshit. It is some bullshit. So, here we go. The Nerds Podcast, <laughs> episode number... 500! Oh, uh, I know, right? It's weird. It is weird. Yeah. That would be uh, L. Episode L to any Romans listening. Yo, my Romans at? Yo. <laughs> they're in the back. <laughs> no, they're at the boot. <laughs> <laughs> it was Is L 50 or is it is D 500? I think L might be 50. Looking up things and praise. 500 is D. Or D. If you're a Roman. <laughs> you gotta leave all that other stuff in there. Yeah, as well. Just let that right in. <laughs> That's right. And with confidence, D. <laughs> D. For the 500 episodes. <laughs> the 500 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good a pizza pie. It's a good a pizza pie. It's a the 500 episodes. <laughs> or as the Romans would say, the 500 <laughs> episodes. Now entering Nerdist.com. Tells anyone about anything. 
You know, probably know a million times you'll show up and then people are go, this is happening. You're like, when? Wow. So okay. It's more that and then there's a lot of like, what? We never, we never <laughs> heard of, you're, you're doing what? What yeah. I'm finding is that the, as the organization gets bigger, some things just happen and you're like, oh, we're doing that? Like you just get surprised by your own operation. Well, then a lot of people say to you, Oh no, we told you. And you go, you did. And I go, and no, you didn't. And, I go, I, uh. and then, then I always go, what did I do? And they went, you just you nodded and said good. And I'm like, okay. In fact, you said it was your idea. Yeah. No, I don't think I don't know if they did. I always say to people, why am I acting surprised now? Then, if, if that was something, like if I ordered a Diablo sandwich. I wouldn't be surprised if it showed up at my table. Of course, yeah, exactly. So the fact that I'm surprised means I probably didn't order it, but anyway, sorry. You ordered this. I did? I did. Yeah, oh, yeah. you ordered it like Absolutely. two weeks ago. Absolutely. And uh, here's your sandwich now. I ordered the sandwich? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the body. But this is your third or fourth time? Third. Fourth. Three and a half. Three and a half. Uh, yeah, because you were on our second episode, maybe. You, like, it, it goes way back. And you yeah. know Katie Levine because she used to work for you. That's right. Known as Blaster Girl from back in the day. <laughs> I didn't know she had a nickname. Oh, yeah. Where did Blaster Girl come from? Um, she did do a lot of porn, and she took a lot of <laughs> hits, um, you know, in the upper... Anyway, you know what? She works here. Turn you, the page. Turn the page, I always you, say. You, you know, let her, let her start new. And I know with the internet and everything, it's hard to forget about the past, and obviously... You can look it up. Well, Kyle can tell you about the past. I mean, Kyle has yeah. a, a much darker past. No, he's, he's loved and lost. I mean, yeah. look at him. Look at those eyes. You can see you're just staring into the abyss of emptiness. Now, they say, like, when Robert Shaw was talking about a shark having doll's eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what, Jaws, that's what Kyle has. That's what Kyle has. Right before they bite, they just roll back. Yeah. You got that, man. The only way we can kill Kyle is if we can get him to jump up and chomp onto some electrical wires. Uh, was that... Was that Jaws 2? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two yeah. was a little less... Uh... <laughs> and then that's... Now how are we going to get you to bite a buoy if we already know, if you already know it's coming? Yeah. So we just have to disguise the buoy. Let me say this, thinking about all that, you know, superheroes and James Bond and everything. Like, let's just say you had a, a power, like a really powerful jaw. Okay. You know what I mean? I still don't feel like if you were locked out of your car, you would try to eat your way into the car. You'd tr- you still call AAA. Like, yeah, wouldn't exactly. You? Yeah. Like, I skip rope really well, but if I have a problem, I don't introduce my rope. Well, you, you know I think what it I'm depends saying? on how long you're waiting for AAA before you're like, well, I'll just bite my I way in. just eat in. my way in. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, every superhero premise, whether you can stretch out mm-hmm. or set yourself on fire That's or right. run a million miles an hour, the... The remedy to whatever the situation is, is I'm going to run a million miles an hour. That's right. But maybe it's just you gave your girlfriend herpes because you were dating somebody else. How is you running a million miles an hour going to really impact that? Well, you you can get away from the situation and then you won't have to deal with it. Because if much like, you know, a dog doesn't make eye contact with you and it thinks it it thinks you can't see it if it can't see you. Uh It's the same kind of thing. You just run a million miles an hour or stretch away from the situation. I'm just saying it's kind of convenient that everybody who has a superpower, it's used like great power comes great responsibility. Those aren't my words. Those are Uncle Ben's. But what I'm saying is, is 
you know, if you really look at most of the problems you're going to see in your life, like you're going to be audited by the IRS, <laughs> would really you having the ability to stretch really far, would that work? Yeah, you, it's you because you're, I mean? you're stretching the, you're stretching the, the, um, the budgets. You're stretching the... <laughs> yeah, see, now you're getting into symbolism. I'm just saying... <laughs> You're stretching the write-offs. But what I'm saying, like, <laughs> Jaws, the IRS guy would be like, mm, your tax return is even more of a stretch than that. If you were Jaws from, from not the movie, but Jaws from, from the Bond. Uh, Bond movies, and you're up on a funicular and there was a cable, I would feel like an acetylene cutting rig or a hacksaw or a sawzall would be better for cutting through the cable than chewing through it. Even if I had, like, superhuman chewing... Strength. I would use it for meat that was overcooked yeah, and yeah. other challenges yeah. like or, that. Or you could, you know, go on the Food Network and be like, I'll eat any food, I'll, but I'll chew any food in half. I would probably do the geek circuit with like Jim Rose. You mean, you mean, and like, you mean in the bulb. literal geek, you mean like from the, from the, from its root word, geck, like circus freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm old school. Yeah. I mean, this, I, 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 I'm the same with queer, by the way. I, I mean, it is weird, not, 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 not gay. in a disparaging yeah. way. Well, mm-hmm. I think, um, I think, uh, you, if you had that, if you did have that power, then like some kind of really cool techno circus where you're biting the heads off robotic chickens mm. would be really, that would be something. I could see that on spike i was <laughs> fxxx presents robotic uh, chicken geeks <laughs> brought to you by jim rome and captain morgan rum oh i mean fuck jim yeah rose. that's a chicken yeah. bite it in half kept sailing with the captain jim jim rose uh was part of a, i was part of a well i have a he used to do the crazy circus, like, yeah, freak Rose, show, so, yeah. sideshow The thing. incredible Mr. Lifto, the guy who would lift up anything with his dick. Right. He would, the guy would attach, like, a, you know, like, a 50-pound weight to his dick and then mm-hmm. lift it off the ground, and you would see it stretch, much like that guy in the IRS sketch yeah. we were doing a second ago. Sure. And then, I, uh, and then you would be horrified. I did a gig with the band Korn. In like Fresno, yeah, a million million years ago, and Jim Rose was there too. And I was having a like a quiet one on one with Jim Rose in in like the loading dock of this uh, you know Music Plus Tower Record Store, whatever in Fresno, where Corn was there signing a million CDs. And I said to him, "How often do you tour?" And he said, "I, I tour like." You know, 250 days out of the year. Jesus and I Christ. said, that's got to be, that's got to be tough on your family, right? And he said, no, 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 no. My, my wife, she goes, she, she, she travels with me. And I said, oh, oh, that, well, I guess that's good. Yeah, my wife and kids come with me. I said, oh, that's good. And then he said, she's part of the act, you know? And I said, oh, what does she do? And he said, she shoots fire out of her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was in like one of those. Oh, well, there you go. And then occasionally a couple kids. Yeah, occasionally a kid come flying out. Yeah. And I thought, how pissed is her gynecologist? Like, like you know what I mean? Because like your gynecologist would be like, look, you're eating too many yeasty foods, and you gotta, you know, you're, you 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 got to start using cotton panties. I know you think that lycra ones are cool, but it needs to be. But shooting fire out of your vagina, so there's got to be a lot time. of head shaking Listen, going this on. This is crazy, and I'm just this is crazy. 
Have you felt? Have has there been any fire near your? I mean, I don't know why there would I be, see but some I'm just charring asking. Charring down yeah. around your pelvic a, area. This is, a, this is this is what I would call like well done. This mm-hmm. is not medium yeah. rare or even your vagina smells like you know that on the fifth of July when you come across a piccolo peat and you smell it and it's a kind of weird sulfury burnt smell. Your vagina you, smells you know, like you know that. that. You know that little piece of hamburger that fell under the grating. It gets caught. It gets caught the... down there and then you just it's you gotta write it off. That smell, yeah. Yeah. Is it, that does this seem familiar to you <laughs> in any way? If you why would you Um Smokey the Bears asked some pretty what I would call <laughs> intrusive questions about your uh your, your your genitalia. Does this sound familiar? I gotta say, I like smoke. Okay, if we're recasting the sketch, I like Smokey the Bear as her gynecologist. Oh, Only yeah. You cannot yeah. light your vagina. Although on I feel fire. like you have to put the shovel down. Because <laughs> I feel like any gynecologist. That's his way. That's all the, he knows. But that big spade shovel. You know what? We I switched like, to a flathead. I gotta call you out on this. You're being very critical of a bipedal, sentient bear <laughs> I, to then, like, I put am. the shovel I, down. Like, just let him do the job that he has. And I the way he knows how. I'm saying the speculum is a, is enough, Katie. I think you back me up. When the guy shows up with the weird, you know, or I think it's actually. Steel. I think it's actually it's it's Smokey's brother, Snizzy the Bear, Snizzy, who right. is like, no, that's my brother. I'm, I went into I'm you know, I went into obstetrics. I you know, he he was he's outdoorsy, and yeah. I just like looking at pussies. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. I, this is why you know. I yeah. yes, I still use the shovel, but I also yeah yeah. Yeah, we we have another brother who plays bass in the Hair Bear Bunch. By the way, <laughs> we kind of wrote him off. So there's a lot of diversity, a lot of drugs there. We're, we're, we're really sort of like you know uh, the Einstein family, and I'm talking about Albert Brooks and yeah, and, and Dave, his, Super Dave, Super Dave, and then his brother runs uh, like one of the biggest advertising firms they're in the all, world. They're like, all geniuses. A lot of range though in their genius. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. Snizzy, <laughs> yeah. Snizzy, Snizzy the Bear. They look identical, though. You wouldn't know. I mean, it, you might. Well, that's see- the problem. Yeah, but don't think Snizzy hasn't gotten laid a few times doing like only you. Not can in the office, though, because he does have a, a code job. of conduct. He yeah. has a code of conduct, so he that's wouldn't right. do it with one of his patients. No, no, not while they were, you know. But he's uh, not above w- like putting on the ranger hat and going out and you know. Sure, when he's traveling, he never doesn't leave without probably the fucked ranger a couple hat. of those Shaman bears too. Those oh, ones that are always shitting, shitting in the woods. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> By the way, so much Charmin Bear pussy for Snizzy the Bear. How how quilted does the thing you wipe your ass with need to be? Like just how Especially when you're shitting out chunks of human like those bears, probably very quilted. Oh, that's a good point. Like down quilted almost. Well, yeah, you, well you're eating basically, you know, either just salmon plucked straight from the stream or a guy with huge calves and a ponytail <laughs> who used to be your best friend. <laughs> And his girlfriend. You got to digest his watch. He probably has a real outdoorsy. Oh yeah, like no, yeah. yeah. And I'll bet you he has the kind of watch that was still working after it was shit out. <laughs> like it's that good. As a matter of fact, if I was the guy who manufactured that watch, that would be my argument. Like, listen, other guys are bragging that they can, you know, scuba dive down to hundred hundred leagues. Yeah, we were eaten by a bear and then shit out. Still working. Months later, Just found in the arms. woods and still works. Held yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Snizzy think, the bear. I think it would. He's a doctor, but ultimately he's still a bear, and you can't, you know, he, right. he keeps the he keeps it out of the office, but <laughs> still, uh, I'm horrified by the 
the bears who are shitting in the woods and wiping their asses with toilet paper and seem to derive way too much pleasure. No Mm. human should derive that much pleasure from wiping shit off their ass. No, and I never, I've never felt like I was that uncomfortable. Like, and I feel like I've wiped my ass with, you know, pages from Thomas Guides and. Well, that's what you can do with them now. Yeah, now, now that's really yeah. all you can do with them. But I mean, yeah, you pick a sorry, part of Pacoima. The, yeah, you pick a part of the San Fernando Valley. You're like, I don't know anyone, and God forbid I ever go to this place ever again. I'll just t- I'll get eleven pages out of this shit, literally. <laughs> anywhere G seven to like yeah. F four is, oh, is just ruined. You sunk my battleship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Maybe it's because bears are so used to wiping their asses on trees. Mm. That anything that's not bark is pleasurable. I, I don't feel like I've ever seen bear shit. I've I've said many times. Here's some kind of phenomenon. <clears throat> I get I get bird shit on my car all the time, but I've never seen squirrel shit in my life. I've never seen a squirrel taking a shit, and I've never stepped in squirrel shit. And I've never been sitting under a tree parked and went, oh, god damn it, squirrel shit. I see what shit. you're getting at. Like, squirrels are robots put here by the government. You've got to bite those shits off in the Jim Rose Circus. That's right. That's what I'm saying is like I've seen every almost every time you like, – like take – it's weird, but like take a rabbit. I've seen nine rabbits in my life, and every every time they've been shitting. That's a very every exact number. That's a very exact number of rabbits that you know you've seen. I, I'm not rounding up. You know, I refuse to round <laughs> up on my rabbits. If I see a tenth, I'll tell you. But I've seen nine, and I've, and I've seen them Just shit within the first shit. three yeah, seconds. I've seen them. Yeah. Why have we? I've seen two hundred thousand squirrels I in my life. About I've that, never I've seen never seen a, seen a squirrel shit. Shit, and then the other day. Tell me what you guys think about this. I was I was walking around through the hills of Hollywood. Now they have those fire trails and mm-hmm. stuff, and they go all the way up, down, and through Burbank and Glendale and everything. And I was walking my dog Molly, and my my dog Molly took a shit. I was walking with my daughter, my dog. So I got down to start cleaning up Molly's shit, and while I was cleaning up my dog shit, I stepped in horse shit. <laughs> and I thought, oh yeah, these are horse trails. And then I went, life. wait a minute. How come horses get to shit wherever they want? Because they shit bigger than anyone. And they shit bigger than anyone, and they shit with impunity. Yeah. And you get to ride them, and they get to shit. I walk next to my dog, and I have to clean up its shit. That's like, right. if I rode my dog, I think I'd feel much better about cleaning up its shit every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, pay, you know, if you're paying for gas, you don't want to run alongside your car. Yeah. You want to drive it, right? Well, so you not only get to ride this beast, but this beast shits with impunity, and it's the biggest shit there is, yeah. and it falls right on the ground. <laughs> and then I thought, why not? Why in a world... Filled with regulations, especially California. Why not that that doggy bag that hangs on the back of the horses that go through Central Park? Why not hop out? Well, listen, I, I think I know I, I'm sure you enjoy money, and this is an opportunity for you to create. No one has made the um, "please curb your horse" sign mm, yet. That they that's right. That's the giant, you know, to let people know that this is what yeah. you're supposed to do. I always thought if I had a Pegasus. I would shit 
on people's houses that I didn't like. <laughs> of course like, you would. But I mean, from like 2,000 feet. And I mean, <laughs> it would crush their car hood and stuff. It's <laughs> like a fucking shit asteroid. Like, like literally coming through the roof, through the ceiling, into the basement, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then like later on, they'd be like, Corolla, your Pegasus shit, Pegasus shit on my house again. And I'd be like, You'd think not you'd, mine. You think you'd do something? Not me. <laughs> you would deny. You think you'd you would do denied. something good for the society with that Pegasus, but you just well, won't. I would start that way, but eventually I would, you know, feed him like, uh, you know, navy beans and Pepsi, <laughs> and I'd, I'd go find my enemies, and I'd just go shit on their car. You would own. You would own everyone from the air with right. your Pegasus, and it'd be it'd be it'd be it'd be funny too because like. If you and I ever got like a verbal disagreement, I'd be like, were you still driving that Acura? And you'd be like, what? Whoa, whoa. And I, yeah, me and Raffles, sometimes I see it when I'm about 2,000 feet in the air. And he'd be like, listen, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Whatever. I'd have everyone at my fucking beck and call. But you'd have to practice, though, because you'd have to, first of all, you would have to get the Pegasus to shit on command. That's a whole series of, that's a whole separate mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. Then you would have to aim properly. Yeah, and um, you'd have to count for if you're going 30 knots or whatever and you're 2,000 feet in the air. That shit's going to carry a, a city block was, before it makes contact. Was there contact. an old mechanical game when we were kids that was sort of like a, a, a dive bomb game where it was yeah. like, eh, and then you would try right. to drop the bombs in the Right, holes. it would like carry. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's... It's as old as, you know, every war. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's that thing of you're trying to bomb, you know, Berlin and you're trying to do it from 30,000 feet and you yep. got to know when to let the things go because yep. you want to hit the ball bearing factory. <laughs> and I don't know why ball bearings were so important back then. But anyway, the thing would carry 30 miles in the air and it ended up landing in a lake, you yep. know, or in a, an orphanage or a nunnery or something. And so I wouldn't want that for raffles. You know, is I, Raffles the Pegasus name? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's ironic. Yeah, it is. You know because I mean? it seems like it'd be a small dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's Raffles. That's everyone to start laughing. Oh my god! I thought Raffles was like a Jack Russell Terrier. This is a full blown Pegasus. Yeah. So yeah. that means that there are Pegasi now. Right. And you've named yours Raffles. Yeah, and like I said, I, I wouldn't overtly threaten people but i'd just be like you got the 07 lexus oh no yeah you're right whatever you say is right i don't want to argue i don't want to argue whose house would you you don't have that out in any indoor covered parking whose house would you shit on would raffles shit on first ah i think i would find those uh patent trolls that are suing me out in texas and shit on their interesting interesting (laughs) yes um, yes, well, it's, I'm glad that we did a uh, weavy, twisty, turny, uh, smooth transition. A dive bomb into the next topic, if you will, worthy of Raffles, mm. him, him, herself? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a he. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, a, this, this is a very serious thing that's happening in, in our world that um, the, some patent trollery has <laughs> gone after podcasting now, which is a really strange... It's a strange industry to be attacking because normally the patent trolls, um, from what I understand, will go after very large companies, mm-hmm. and they get these sort of retro, they get these retroactive patents right. that are somehow granted. They don't. I don't know if they actually make anything, but they get these patents. They and make then, money, I and think then big, and then make. big companies will go. Well, here's a bunch of money to just go away. But right, podcasters are <laughs> just dudes, right? And. 
I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't see. I think they just throw out a gill net and they're like, we're going for tuna. But if we catch a few dolphins in there, like we don't really care. Like their whole thing is just shotgun. Yeah. Like we'll buy some patents and then we'll just send a letter to everybody mm-hmm. and we'll see if we get anything out of it. Now, they sent a letter to a lot of people. I know Mark Marin's got a letter. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys have gotten a letter. I'm not sure. I don't think um, so. But a lot of people have gotten like vague letters, like um, that are sort of impending doom letters. But we've actually been sued, which is uh, the next step past the it's letter. A pretty ballsy step. It, it is. I, I don't think they they really thought it out because. I think we're going to turn popular opinion against them. Not that patent trolls were great. You've besmirched a good name of patent trolling. <laughs> good day. But, you know, we talked about this in the past. And the plan is now that I, I have a trial date in Texas coming up in September. And the plan is get all the podcasts together, do the fundraising thing, use the money, beat the patent troll and then have them go away because i'm assuming if they beat us or they win or we cave to them which we're not planning on doing i think it's going to open it up for them it's pretty it's pretty insane like when you think about where you go oh that couldn't be a real thing no one could actually be trying to own podcasting from you know right an old but it does seem to be that's what someone's trying to do well they at least want a percentage and with me, they just said, give me $3 million. Jesus. And it's like, I don't have $3 million. But I wouldn't give it to you anyway because you don't have anything to do with this endeavor. But their whole thing is they know how expensive it is to litigate these cases. And they hide behind that. And so they just go, well, you don't want us to sue you, do you? Because that's going to toss cost a ton of dough. And I'm in this position of, I mean, you know, even if they said, look, Forget the three million. Let, let's just call it two hundred and fifty grand. You kind of—they they really shouldn't get anything. It, it's still like a weird, like, yeah, I could get a mortgage on my house and give you two hundred and fifty grand, but for what? Like, what are you doing? And then you really, without you know, sounding overly dramatic, if I just said, "Look, here's here's the size of my business. Here's thousands of dollars. Please go away." They would use the same patent to go after every, you know, they just find the top 100 podcasts on iTunes, I imagine, and just go right down the line. So this company had nothing to do with the creation of, I mean, I don't even know how, like, a podcast is is essentially just a form of digital media. Right. So how do you... How do you patent a podcast and not like any recorded audio on the internet? Well, they claim, and by the way, I just tell people all the time, look, if they can sue us and be successful, probably mm-hmm. everything on YouTube and iTunes Nothing is up, safe. Uh, everything's up because for Because it, it potentially opens the door for, oh, well, that's really just like digital media, and that's most of what entertainment is. And not only that, but since... Television is is digital. Oh, they're they're coming after everybody. Their whole thing is a sequencer, and and I'm a lay person here, but it's basically we didn't invent podcasting and we didn't invent the, uh, you know new media or any of this stuff. We just have this sequencer thing, meaning when you 
have a nerdish show come out on a Tuesday and then out on a Thursday and then a following and, and then you go online and you see that it's in a certain order. Oh, that's us. That's our patent. But that's most of the internet. I, I well, I'm. That's I'm, like trying to patent tele. That's that's like going. Oh, um, the idea of broadcasting television. I, I that's mine. I own that. Like no court. How could any court ever say that's okay? No. I don't believe that any court would ever say it's okay. I don't think they believe that any court would say Well, how did they get okay. the patent? It's like basically playlists. Well, I think what they do is they, they buy patents that were probably meant for something else. And then they go like, oh, but how does this, how can we shoehorn this into something else? Like how can we make this work in another application? And they don't have to, it, all they have to do is have a vague resemblance of something that you may use or whatever, and then they send out their letters. Now, since the litigation is a million and a half dollars, then they get to go, well, now you don't want to do that, do you? Mm-hmm. And then you go, well, nobody wants to do that. And they go, good. Let's uh, let's see what, what kind of deal we can work out here. So it's almost it almost sounds like the mafia, like the old mafia days. Like <clears throat> you uh, wouldn't want uh, a brick to fly through this window, would, would you? you? Yeah. No, well, I mean, if you think about it, most of or a lot of things are sort of loosely based on the mafia. I mean, the IRS <laughs> is sort of eh, oh. Hate to have to send you to prison right. for not paying us. I can't pay my bills if you send me to prison. Well, we can do it. It's not our right. problem. Right. So everything is sort of in this country, they're the kind of, they're the earners. And then there's the people who sort of get in between the earners and try to wet their beak. Well, I know the patent trollery is a real issue. And I know that Obama spoke about it last year and said that they, that we needed legislation that prevented this kind of thing from happening. Because especially with the explosion of media and all this, all these new territories and technology and you know it 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 does I, I feel like a court would have to say like all right look this is the way people are making things now you can't retroactively buy some you know even sort of related idea and horn it into this and try to own media like i, I feel like some judge somewhere is going to be like are you fucking kidding me how could you possibly yeah i but you know i really do feel like Fifty percent of the cases that come before almost any judge in in these in this world, not you know talking about you know vehicular manslaughter, but these kinds of cases are based on. Are you fucking kidding me? But does the person who you're saying to you, you're fucking kidding me? Do they want to go through the one year process and the one point five million dollars and the trips back and forth to Texas with right. the legal team and the conference calls and the emails, or do you just want to cash out? You know what I'm saying? But if anyone gives in, then it makes their case stronger. Well, it certainly does, and it certainly gives them momentum. And I have no idea why I'm the only one who's actually been sued right now. But I I can tell you that they're not stupid. They know what podcasting is. I imagine they're just going to go down the iTunes list and just start suing everybody who ranks anywhere up on the iTunes list. Fucking, it just, just even your soul, you just kind of go, that can't be allowed. How could that be allowed? Wouldn't, isn't it so obvious well, what's the, happening? The problem is the way our society has been set up, 
it's not going to be, yeah, they can't win. I can't imagine they'd win. Like, you know, if they wanted me to testify, I don't even know what I would say. I just go, I record a file and put it up on iTunes. Like, I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. I've never seen any of these people. I don't know what this patent is. But what to get to that point, it's a million plus dollars. And that's the plan. So what what we're attempting to do, and it's kind of a good story, and I think it's kind of like a very American story, is get all the people in the podcast community together to ask their audience to support this. We're going to use every penny of it to fight. Whatever's left will go to, you know, kids without braces or, you know, make a wish foundation or like whatever, whatever we want to, whatever we want to put it toward. But it's all going to fight these guys. And then once we beat them, I can't imagine them coming back for round two. I mean, because if, if they, if by some weird chance they win, it could compromise, like a lot of podcasts would just go away because most people would be like, well, I can't pay you, you know. I, I have this theory because, back to your mafia theory, which is, they probably have a sliding scale, meaning they're going to charge, you know, they're going to sue iTunes for this much and Google for that much and Chris Hardwick and Mark Marin for this much, but guy in the basement of his mom's house in Wisconsin, we're going to give you a break. But either way, there'll be some give us 20% of what you're bringing in yeah. and, and we'll be your partner. I mean, the, the crazy thing about it, though, is that it's not that... In general, it's not like podcasting makes so fucking much money that I mean, I, I guess look, it's awful, but I, I, I can see if you know if I were a patent troll and I was like, oh, I'm going to go after Adobe or I'm going to go after Amazon, right. I wouldn't think I'm going to go after people who uh, basically just buy really cheap recording equipment and record some things and then put it up for free. It would never occur to me yes. to a, think, oh, I'm going to go after those people. I would go after the big sort of faceless corporations. Let me add, in a, an acoustically unsound environment. <laughs> <clears throat> I know. Hello. This is the room they've given Hello. us at midnight. It's a, it yeah. is the, this, by the way, is the worst kind of room to record in. Half the room is brick and the floor is concrete. Oh, so and and the ceilings aren't low, so it's it is the worst. I, I, again. I don't want to be pejorative here, but Raffles stall is nicer <laughs> than this dump. I fucking mean it. Well, you have to keep that Pegasus happy if yeah, you want no, him no, to no, shit it, on it, command, shit accurately, yeah. and on on command. So what we're we've asked everyone to do is just go to fundanything.com. It's right at the top of the thing, and you donate what you can, and it's all going to go to fight the trolls. I mean, and and. You know, if in donating it sort of feels like, hey, this is fucked up and wrong, remember <laughs> that the whole situation is fucked up and wrong. I mean, like, if it feels like, why do I have to pay money for this? It's like, exactly. You shouldn't have to pay money for this. Someone is basically yeah. trying to, you know, for lack of a better word, steal money that they don't deserve. No, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm the same way. Like, I, the, all I can do... I'll never break even. I'm already. I've already paid fifty thousand dollars to attorneys to try to get the venue moved from Texas. Just they have they they work in a small town in Texas that's like favorable to them. So judges this, and that kind of stuff. Don't a lot of doesn't a lot of patent trollery come out of <clears> this 
come out of Texas or come out of Arkansas? Yeah, it's, 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 it's basically, you know, these guys are lawyers and they're out of Manhattan, but they hang a shingle in... Where in Texas is that? I'm looking at my guy. Well, we'll figure out the name of it. But um, they hang their shingle up in Texas. Their attorney's fees, they are attorneys. So they're not, they don't charge themselves that much. <laughs> they do pro bono work for themselves. <laughs> and they have the judges and the juries and, the, and they, the, it's big business for the town, sure. essentially. So they work out of a town. Well, what, what my people are saying is my business isn't in Texas. Is it Beaumont? I heard it was another town for some reason. <clears throat> Good job, Blaster Girl. Good job, Blaster Girl. Yeah. Either either way, why should I go to Beaumont, Texas to fight this thing? And why should it even take place in Beaumont, Texas? So It sort of feels like it should be in a different venue in the interest of fairness. Yeah, you shouldn't have to come to somebody's backyard where they're on a first name well, you also, basis with the judge you shouldn't you know? have to go to the place that issued the thing because you know they already think it's the way it should be yeah so you should go to a completely neutral even if you had to go to nebraska to just be in a neutral space right to to let someone who has no interest in any of it right so fifty thousand dollars later we're arguing over where the venue is. <laughs> it's one of these things where it's like, you know, people just say to me like, oh my God, that must drive you insane. And I'm like, I can't, I, I, it, it's like, I cannot choose, I can't think about it. If I, I thought about it You'd all day, crazy, I just, yeah. just start going, going insane. But literally haven't even figured out where we're going and I'm $50,000 out of pocket. So when did the, when did, do we have information <clears throat> on when the patent was filed and why, why was it only filed? Why was it only recently where someone was like, Oh, I, I should own that now. Um, I think they filed it in 08, uh, or they purchased it in 08. I can't, I can't recall. I, I really, I have been shielding myself from, from a lot of this information, much like, uh, you know, a, a a survivor of the Holocaust who just did not want to go back and take that tour of Auschwitz. You know, like I just like I, I don't I don't want to know. Just tell me who to write the checks to, and we'll do it as fast as we can, and we'll get through this. But they they they've done this to a number of businesses. It's just podcasting is now on their. But the problem is that podcasting is sort of a gateway, as we said before, and so it feels like if they're able to get away with it. The, the the it it could be crippling for just digital media in general. I mean, like you just you I can't agree. own a medium. You cannot own well, a medium. Here, here's the thing. I mean, without sounding wildly cynical, how long do you think the man? And when I say the man, I mean like lawyers, the beak wetters, the people that don't create anything and don't do anything, but they get in between people. Who were trying to do things and go, hey, where's my cut? How long were they going to stand on the sidelines and watch people go off and do what they do ungoverned by them? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so this whole podcasting thing and this new media thing and just being on the internet and just doing what we're doing and doing what others are doing, 
the guys who are the beak wetters are standing by going, what the fuck? My beak is bone dry. Like, <laughs> how do I get, how do I get involved with this? And you go, well, you get funny, get popular, get a following. And they're like, well, fuck that. My wife hates me. Right. Everyone hates me. How do I make money off of this? And this is the way they figured out to, to enter into this and to get their beaks wet and to make money off it. I mean, how long could you imagine the lawyers, the suits sitting around watching the artists go out there and express Without themselves? Going, how can we get it back? Well, right. but I, I really hope, I really hope this is something that, you know, like the Reddit community would embrace in the same way that they embrace the fight uh, 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 for against SOPA or, or, you know, to keep net neutrality, because again, this is a very similar situation where a a body of individuals is trying to take advantage of something that's really unfair, and uh, and and it, and again, and the effects could be the effects for digital media and creators could be pretty pretty devastating. I, I agree, and I also think it could be a nice watershed moment where. A podcasting sort of was on put on the map because, you know, uh, I had a uh, good friend of mine get divorced, and uh, he said to me, "Jesus Christ, she wants fifty grand a month on her like spousal support." And I said, "Well, you know, you have arrived." <laughs> uh, when my parents got divorced, uh, my dad didn't give 50 cents a month. So, like, you know you've arrived when you're getting sued by a patent troll. So I am flattered in my own but, but, ass backwards kind of way. But beyond, but beyond the handful of podcasts that are able to make some money, it's, it's not just, like, you know, I, what I hope people don't come away with is, like, well, fuck those guys. They, you know, they're making money. They should, you know, it's like this, the, the idea of this is wrong. The idea of this is simply is, is unjust. And beyond yes, that, agreed. it will trickle down and affect basic, like just your, your entry level content creators. And I really do believe it's a gateway into other, other forms of media besides podcasting. I, I do too. And so what I think is that hopefully we can take these lemons and make some lemonade out of it, which is, get some media behind us, get some popular opinion behind us, get sort of the guy who never heard of podcasting before. Now he's aware of this. He's aware of maybe never heard of patent trolls, maybe never heard of podcasting. Now here's the story. It's wrong on a thousand different levels. It's not even a thing where you need to know about new media or podcasting or patent trolling. You just, you even, just hear the story and you know I, it's even wrong. If I, even if I weren't, a podcaster, it's the kind of thing that I would sit at home and be fucking mad about. Like, are you fucking... Because I haven't... The, the idea of um, trying to profit off people in a shifty way when you didn't earn that. Yes. I mean, it'd be one thing if it was like, oh, well, there was this govern There was this body of people and they, you know, from since day one, they created this medium and everyone knows, like, this is just the thing that they created and you should be, you know, um, there's – then you would kind of go, okay, well, I guess I – but to come in later – and beyond that, wouldn't that – wouldn't this – if they succeeded, wouldn't this um, – wouldn't this make a monopoly over a form of media? Like, even would, – would antitrust laws even allow such a thing to exist? Because there's no – if you try to own all of podcasting – Right through a backdoor technology patent, um, 
isn't there's no competition so how is that not <laughs> violating antitrust laws i'm not a lawyer so please i'm sure you'll tell me why that would be the case i i i think what's happening for the first time in, in a weird way in our society is i i feel like our government and congress and even the president are chasing media and and chasing technology and trying to kind of catch up to it, sort of trying to figure out what to do with it. You know, the Internet just kind of landed on us and started going off in a thousand different directions at once. And I feel like the government is going, what do we do with this thing? How do we regulate it? How do we tax it? What do we do? These, these questions come up all the time. And when it comes to things like patent trolling, you know, the notion that just a few years ago, just, 10 years ago, hey, these guys are going to buy up patents and apply them to podcasting. Like, someone would say, what the fuck's a podcast? Right. You know what I mean? Like, so there's no way that anyone has a crystal ball in Congress. They have an old leather shoe that they just sniff <laughs> for inspiration. So they're always going to be like a decade behind whatever sure. goes on. So these guys will do whatever they do. It it's kind of reminds me of like... It's sort of like when a new drug comes out. It's like when ecstasy came out. It's like, is it illegal? No. Why? Because it didn't exist. Yeah. And then a couple people OD or whatever. And then eventually, like, the government, like, catches up and goes, hey, this is illegal. Yeah. And some of that stuff you agree with and some of it you don't. When it comes to stuff like this, I think the government, Obama spoke about it, and there'll be bills passed and things like that. They will catch up to it eventually. We're just at the very beginning stages where they don't know what to do with it. It feels like it feels like it to me it feels like um a part legal process, part criminal, part bullying. Like it feels it feels very much um uh like uh, uh parasitic, I guess. Mm -hmm. In the sense of well, well, nobody likes. I mean, I think it's 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 very anti sort of just American, but, but human, like I have an agent and my agent makes 10%, but he gets me more than that. That's how that makes, makes up yeah. his deal. So everyone goes, well, what about James baby doll Dixon? He's taking money and he's not telling jokes or showing up on spike TV or whatever. Well, he's and involved I go, in the process, but he, he, he serves a, f a function and a purpose. And I think we all agree on those people in our life. And also, I can choose to have him in my life or not in my life. This is a fourth party who's entered the fray and just says, pay me. Well, I think, I think, you know, I think part of the problem is that it's podcasting. And podcasting isn't a main, as much as we all know it is, it's not such a part of the cultural mainstream that people would go, we have to protect that because I don't think they understand what the implications are and how big. Mm -hmm. Like when it starts, if, when, if it worked and, as I said, gateway into other forms of media and digital media and it started affecting that, then people would go, oh, that's why this was important. I think if it were, you know, I think a good analogy to make is imagine if it was video games. If someone said, well, I have this patent here and it says that, um, you know, I own the technology for any character that travels from point A to point B in a medium. Well, that's every. That's pretty much right. every video game. Like, oh, so I own video games now, right? And if the video games don't pay me, then video games are going to go away, right? Uh, you know, then then I think people would go, oh fuck, we have to really yeah. get behind this. Then, mm -hmm. uh, so I think the problem is that it's 
it's it's just that you know mainstream people just think they don't either don't know what podcasting is or it's like well who gives a shit you know right. but they should give a shit because it will affect everything else sooner or later well and like everything like you know sort of the old adage when you see the guy steal the grape from the supermarket and it's like what's wrong so what they're a big market i took one grape what's the big deal it's like the market will raise the price of grapes the more ones that you pluck off <laughs> while you're heading to get a fun-sized sack of Ovaltine. They will. Someone ought to come up with one of those. They sell Ovaltine in sacks now? I think so. Pretty sure. I got to check into it. <laughs> I know Postum is. I don't know why Ovaltine wouldn't be. <laughs> the, but the, the point is, is... At some point, if you start making it expensive for, look, for, you know, if you say every car manufacturer that enters the United States must have an airbag, well, the car companies aren't going to absorb that. They're going to go, gonna go I'm just going to tack they're on. They're going to pass those costs on to the consumer. Right. So eventually, if you hit a podcast and you go, well, you need to pay us, you know, then the podcasts are going to go, well, you're going to have to subscribe to the podcast because I can't give away the podcast anymore because I have to pay these guys for the podcast. So right. eventually you'll have to pass pass it along like any technology or anything really or I, fold. I just hope because I know the EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation is funding a, a separate um, yes. campaign mm-hmm. as well. Um uh, which uh, so I, I really feel I hope 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 that enough uh, internet savvy people sort of lift this message up and upvote it enough so that people understand that it is a very uh, unjust thing that is happening and that uh, you it, know it, it would be so crazy if if they if they succeeded. It, it, but yes, and and but and yet a great story if the. Millions of people who maybe didn't have a voice before just sort of united together and then beat these guys down. You know, there's a there's a chance here for uh, at least a after school special or a movie of the week type story where you go, wow, that's that's awesome. These big scary so. guys from Texas sued us and all the geeks and all the people and all the everyone that from the Internet, everyone band together and I see. I think it's a great story, and it's it's very um, oh, it's very Independence Day as <laughs> well <laughs> the movie. But I mean, it's like you do your podcast, I do my podcast. There's podcasts that are about politics. There's podcasts about home improvement, cars. There's there's every every topic under the sun, and everyone doesn't agree on everything all the time. But there's one thing we can all unite and agree on, which yeah. is it should be free. Well, I do believe that you know. <laughs> The internet has some dark places and there are some, you know, there are some definitely cruel people online. I do think, however, as a whole, the internet um, does not tolerate injustice and it does not like bullies. Right. And I think when you look at it through that lens, that is what's happening and that's what I hope the internet can understand and get behind because, you know, it's the same as you. When, you know, many times um, people have said to me, you know, like, oh, you know, you, why don't you charge for the podcast or why don't you make it a subscription or why not do a premium model? And I'm like, no, I always want this shit to be free. I want, I mean, it, it, 
this whole form of media didn't exist before a handful of years ago. Right. And now it's a real platform where people can, you know, you can get educational resources. You can get here. I mean, this type of long form chat that we all do right. didn't exist anywhere in any great capacity in the 90s, you know, like before this, the past decade. Right. So it, it really has kind of changed the way people consume things. And it's, uh, and it's, and it's amazing and it's amazing to be a part of it. And it fucking pisses me off that someone's coming like, I'm going to make money off those. I, I think I can make money off those guys without, you know, by, by legal bullying tactics. Yeah, well, that's that's where we're at, and I'm I you know people always ask me if I'm surprised, and I'm never surprised. <laughs> I mean, there's I you know are you surprised at any injustice you see? No, there's good people out there, and mostly good people out there, and then there's a handful of bad people that try to fuck it up for the lion's share of good people, and these guys are them, and I. Like the, I, look, I like the idea of fighting these guys. If, if you know, if I was Mark Cuban, and I had that money in the ashtray of my Lexus, I still wouldn't give it to them. Purely, you, you on would principle. give the same amount of money to like obliterate legally obliterate the operation so that it could never happen again. You would probably give, if you had that much money, you would give 10 times the amount to make sure that it would never happen again before you would give a dollar by surrendering. Yes, because it's it's, it's so morally bankrupt, you know, what what they're doing. And so for me, I, I, you know, I'm I'm not very Pollyanna-ish, but every time somebody says, oh man, you must be miserable, I was always like, well, first off, I was miserable before this, number one. <laughs> so I'm a more miserable now. But secondly, I feel like people are good. I feel like when given the choice, they do the right thing. And I feel like this is going to be an opportunity for us, the, the, the podcast community, to let the world know how powerful we are. And if we do it right and we synchronize, coordinate, and unite, we can do it. I wonder... Um I really wonder what the if if these guys even really understand if what they're doing is wrong. Do you think they know? I, like, do you think they go like, "Hey, we know we're fucking these people over, but uh, there's a lot of money." Or do you think there's something in their heads that goes, uh, "No, this is right. We should be. We are entitled to this. Of course, we are. Why wouldn't we be?" No, I. You know, to to be fair to them, I think what they do is they're 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 Gordon Gecko. You know what I mean? They don't look at taking a business and gutting a business and selling. They just look at it profit and loss, you know, and they look at it this way. If you can buy a patent and uh, buy that patent for, uh, you know, a million dollars and it'll earn you five million dollars, then then you're successful. Then that's your job. Then you're being successful and you can get a vacation home in Maui. But I found that most people who do things that you may find to be unscrupulous in business or even morally, what, what in any in any venue, they don't look at it as who's being victimized or is this right or is this wrong. They just look at it as this is my business. You know, I mean, almost like a casino. You know, I don't think casinos think about. Gee, there's people that shouldn't be gambling. You know what, though? I mean, at least with a casino, you know, like you are aware of the risks. 
yeah. going in. And if you can't handle those risks, that's not their fault. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame. That's that's not the. I mean, you know, that's not the same as as basically saying, you know, I'm going to go after this industry that I didn't create. And had nothing to do with because – and then I'm going to try to bleed these people dry for whatever money they have. No, I, I, I concur. I'm just – to answer you on a sort of just moral level – You don't I, think they, I, they don't understand? I, well, first off, I don't think they want to understand. I think they're doctors that uh, get their degree and then go to Guatemala and do pro bono work on kids with cleft palates. And then they're ones who go to Beverly Hills and do boob jobs. I think they both sleep the same at night, unfortunately. <laughs> I think that when the guy's looking at himself in the mirror who just finished a boob job, he doesn't see anything any differently than the guy who has no borders and goes and helps the impoverished kids of the world. I wish that guy would look in the mirror and see a monster, and I wish the other guy would look in the mirror and see a hero. I Unfortunately, I don't think we're wired that way. I think these guys are basically like guys who run hedge funds. You know, they get money and they go, how do I make 10 million into a hundred million? And that's about it. Yeah. But we really have to, we really have to (laughs) let them know that it's not okay because honestly, every time it works is another, you know, is another time where it's like they're, they're going to fuck something up. That's really important. Yeah. They're, they'll be empowered by that. And again, because of the absence of soul and conscience, they just go, hey, if this worked over here, it'll, it'll work over there. And thus the legal defense fund and thus the fight and thus the unite. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I'm not making any allegations and I'm not trying to be um, slanderous in any way. But it does seem peculiar that a lot of these types of situations happen in an area of the country in the same area of the country at least from what i've read now i'm not suggesting anything but it does seem weird it does kind of give you pause to kind of go hmm is this on the level totally or is this a coincidence or well you know they're not in the business of you know equity and fairness and even keeledness they want to give themselves every advantage they can give themselves you know they're basically uh like you know a formula one team and there's no rules so they're going to do everything they can to make that car it's go the same, faster it's probably the same kind of thing where you go uh and and the internet does rage against this kind of thing too where you go how did that billionaire only pay 15 grand in taxes last year and like oh well you look at all the paperwork it's all on the he, level he's like, going to oh. do everything within his power they're going to give them they're they're going to give themselves every advantage and every opportunity to win that's why they've set up where they've set up that's how they work and I wouldn't expect anything less from them because it's not like they're ever stopping and going Geez, when I was a junior in high school, is this what I thought I'd be doing? Well, I just think that um, you know, much in the same that much in the same way that you know, frivolous lawsuits have to be controlled. That this is this sort of patent trollery has to be controlled in the same way because, it, like, it, everything would get fucking flipped upside down if all of a sudden a bunch of crazy patents where people didn't have any connection to those things, but they're like, oh, I'm just going to start. 
I'm going to start shaking everyone down. Right. Like it would, it would flip the country upside down if patent trollery went crazy. Well, again, the, there, there's a cost to it. I mean, you don't think, you know, you think it's, you know, it's Samsung's problem or it's Sony's problem or it's Fox's problem or CBS's problem. It's, it's, it's not. It is their problem for now. It will be your problem later in the form of another commercial that they have to but run to is, offset this, this the legal so much, fees. This is so much closer to civilians, though, sure. than faceless companies, and and, and it will it will trickle down and affect just regular people sooner or later. I mean, this is a this is a bold move into you know again stepping away from the big corporations into the, you know and going after a dude. With a you know with a pie <laughs> like it's the the civilian it's very close to civilian to civilian uh, culture. Chris, I'm I'm just a dude with I'm a regular dude with a podcast, a Pegasus, <laughs> and, and, a, and a dream. You know what I mean? But and, a, I, and a grizzly bear gynecologist. Uh, I'm just a regular guy. Uh, yeah, I I grew up in North Hollywood. You know, just me and young Raffles. You know, just kind of. <laughs> Strafing the neighbor's house and yeah. you know pooping on kids with big wheels and stuff back then and just yeah. a regular dude you know and you know to see them come after me and again the money I make doing podcasting puts oats in the mouth of raffles <laughs> so we have to know? stop their Pegasus from shitting on that's right the podcast buildings that is in correct the industry well I hope uh, so where can people go you go, you go to fundanything.com and uh, you can just donate it'll be right there at the top and and we have some perks and some you know come watch the podcast and stuff like that and we're asking folks like you and other podcasters to sort of go oh we'll toss in a perk like if you want to come out to a live show sure. or get an autograph or do something like that and some of it's just donate and some of it is hey for 25 bucks you can get a t-shirt i mean it is if you know if anyone has enjoyed podcasting enjoyed free podcasting and you know it with any degree of regularity it's it's worth throwing a couple bucks at it to i mean it's, it's the best <laughs> it is the best way to support this medium by protecting it from being dismantled <laughs> i would say that's a pretty pretty direct connection yeah <laughs> so it's not it's not like you know it's not like a uh you know uh, i just want fifty thousand extra dollars it's like no this money all goes to the legal defense it all goes to hopefully stop this kind of frivolous patent trollery from happening yes it uh, it all shall and you know honestly i hope we can raise enough uh i don't know if we can so either way if it pays for half of it or two-thirds of it or three-quarters of it, whatever it is it'll be that much closer it'll get us and then also not just donating money but also just raising awareness and trying to A- let, let the community know this is something that does you know whether or not you think it does it will affect you sooner or later and it's something that you should take very seriously i agree um any other big news any other news any other uh no i'm doing a new show on spike where i'm busting contractors and uh i got a book coming out in may and uh other than that just plugging along on the podcast what's the uh what's what is, what's the busting the contractor sir oh it's uh catch a contractor it's uh go to people's houses who've been screwed over by contractors uh take a little tour hear the sob story find out that you know the guy's not returning their phone calls haven't spoke to him in six months uh go set up a sting house get the guy to come over for <laughs> 
for some uh, toll house Basically cookies. to catch a predator, but yeah, with contractors. Right. And then, you know, sort of get the guy in a headlock, bring him back to the house and get him to finish it, finish the job. Oh, nice. Yeah. Have you shot a bunch of episodes? Yeah, I shot like, I think, 11 or 12 of them. Has anyone ever been, has any contractors ever said like, I'm going to go get my gun in the car and then I'm going to shoot you full of holes? Um, normally, when people are going to the car to get a gun, they just go, I'm going to go get my cell phone and then they come back with a gun. But uh, <laughs> no, I am oh, scared. They tell you, could you please wait here? I'm yeah, going to come back and, get my gun. and fire at you. Uh, I... I have had like some of the homeowners, like where you go, like, well, what kind of guy was this guy? Like when you're looking through his house, like, oh, you know, big dude, all filled with tattoos, kind of volatile. So <laughs> and it's always like, all right, that'll be fun springing out on, you know, jumping out of a cupboard when he comes into the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yelling surprise. But, um, it's it's an it's it's interesting because it's such a weird emotional journey. These people have had their houses taken apart, haven't seen the guy for six months, and they drag him back. You know, the most uncomfortable part is when the woman who lives at the house starts screaming at the guy for an hour when we drag him back to oh, the sure. half finished living room. It's oh, like, sure. oh my god, is it uncomfortable? Do any of these guys apologize? Or are they like, just please shut up so I can just, I'll just do what I didn't do, and then I want to disappear? It, it always cracks me up, where they because they go, look, I come back to finish the job, and I always go, it'd be like standing in front of the judge going, hey, I'm in the courtroom, aren't I? And it's like, <laughs> no, we tackled you on your neighbor's lawn. <laughs> Wait, do, do these guys have to sign releases to be on the yeah, show? Yeah, <laughs> they do. Why would they do that? I always wonder that when I watch Cops and Cheaters, and I'm like, at a certain point, when that shirtless, toothless guy was having his face shoved in the side of a cruiser, a police cruiser, someone had to stop and go, can you please sign here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Hang on, on a date second. Too. You guys just give me, I just need my right hand back for a sec. <laughs> I, you know, because we tell them, look, we're going to do this with you or without you. So if you want to come back, then you'll look like a halfway decent guy. Sure. If you want to just run out the front door and jump in your truck, you can do that, but they're going to pursue legal I'm going to get my patent troll guys on your ass. They're going out. So they're going to find you and see you in court. So I really just tell, like, I would tell the guys, look, you, you walk out right now. You're going to be thinking about this. You're going to be, every time you pick up the phone or go to the mailbox, you're going to be worried about a summons or this, you know, homeowner calling you. Say, or you could just come back with us right now, do this house, you know, finish over the next few days and just walk away. Like it will be, be done with it. Like and it is a weird thing that I've wrestled with at, my whole life, which is that feeling of like, I'd really like just to leave right now. But yeah. if I stay for two days, then I can leave and never think about it again. Yeah. And, and like you can see the guy's gears kind of turn where I go, just come back with us now, finish it now, own up to it. And uh, they usually do. Adam Carolla, fighting injustice across multiple platforms. That's me. That's me. Um, Main well, raffles. I'm so, so, so sorry that this has happened. I am relieved that it's not happening to me at the moment, uh, but it could, and that's why it's important. And also, just to help support, um, I mean, you know, it's it's this whole world that has opened up has been um has been amazing and it's certainly it's it's not just for the creators but also the people consuming the content and i hope that we can protect it i hope we can protect it from bullshittery i want to thank you for your help i really absolutely do. Yeah. and uh and everyone out there thanks in advance all right adam carolla nice to see you uh what uh you say mahalo at the end uh-huh 
And we say enjoy your burrito. So I guess enjoy your Hawaiian burrito. Enjoy your mahalo. I'll take it. All right. The end. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. 